0: offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is myself, your Nerdy Tutor George, and with me here today, pro bicyclist, my mom. Hey. You biked all the way down to work the last few days.
1: I've actually been biking to work since since March.
0: That must Ground be trip. nice.
1: Yeah, I've, I think I've only driven it once or twice. I, I've, got it, I've got it down to nine miles and 37 minutes, and that's with all the stoplights.
0: Nice. It's flat, though. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. So, last week we talked about kind of the weird stuff happening with Nerds and COVID, and I thought we'd get to another series um, that if you wanted to binge, there's plenty of episodes to binge on.
1: I'm uh, looking for some something bingeable.
0: Um, well, this next topic has over 800 plus episodes. Oh, wow! <laughs> but you don't have to watch them all, let's put it that way. Um it is actually recognized by Guinness World Records as being the longest running um, sci-fi television series as far as episodes go, because um, it did have a very long 16-year break at one point. Um, and this week we're talking about Doctor Who. Who? Precisely. Sorry, uh, I had to do... No, no, it's, it's, that's, that's actually the reason why it's called Doctor Who, is literally that joke. It comes up every single episode, usually. Oh, does it really? Yes, and that, that's that's the literal joke of the series. It's is, is in the name. It's like, um, so have you ever heard of Doctor Who before?
1: Yes, I've heard. It's something about a Tardis.
0: Okay. Anything else beyond a Tardis?
1: And and I know knitters knit
0: scarves, particularly striped star- scarves. Scarves, yes. yeah. Okay. So Doctor Who is in a line of interesting sci-fi. British television series It was a Started originally in 1963 And has Went until 1989 With various different actors Um And then got a reprisal here In 2005 Um And has since been going Ongoing since then It takes about a year Oh so it's still going Yes It takes a year off Every so often Either um When they change out doctors Or when um Or sometimes they want to Shoot something else Like a movie or something Um but they generally tend to film it. it takes about eight months to film it. And then it takes about another seven months to do five to six months to do the CGI work for it. Um, and so the basic premise of Dr. Who is that there is this individual known as the doctor who travels from, through time and space in a device known as a TARDIS that, and basically interacts with, um, events that happen all around all around us either from the past the present and certainly even the distant future um to ensure that either the events either um happen accordingly or that weird stuff that shouldn't be there isn't there at the end of the day
1: so he's he's sort of sort of cleaning up
0: not intentionally actually so um it's uh, kind of like a Monster of the Week episode, um, where basically... Oh, like Star Trek. Wait, very wait, much wait. like Star Trek or uh, Power Rangers in a lot of cases, where okay. um, sometimes it's a recurring thing that comes by, um, or a recurring villain that happens, uh, but generally it's always about either monsters or aliens, typically. Um, the Doctor... Um, yeah, so it's kind of... It's, this is kind of a hard show to explain, because it deals with a lot of... Um space and time to which say that
1: okay, when we say space and time, are we saying it doesn't all happen on earth?
0: A majority of it does happen on Earth, but not all the time. sometimes it happens on space stations or um, other planets in the future um, but generally do- but ninety percent of it happens on Earth. It, but again, when in Earth though is the is the trick question. There. Okay,
1: so so let me let me toss you a premise and see if this if I'm understanding this correctly. So if you were going to film an episode a year from now, mm-hmm. you could send Doctor Who mm-hmm. forward in time to get a vaccine and bring it back to 2020.
0: You could, yes.
1: Cool, I like that idea.
0: You could go back in time and stop Hitler too. But you don't because you're preserving the timeline,
1: the time continuum. Yeah, which everybody talks about.
0: Yes, so there. Back to
1: the future. Everybody.
0: Well, there's a couple different. So this is a good time to actually talk about time travel. Is two different prevailing theories of time travel. Um, so there's two different ideas of how time travel works. At the end of the day, the first one being that, um, is what I like to what I like to call the Back to the Future. Um, idea of time is that you go back into the future and you change anything it changes it to a different future and you may never have existed at that point at all but that becomes an interesting notion because if you didn't exist to go back in time how can you a- avert it into sure could you
1: talking about marty not being born yeah because, so, so yeah. as an
0: example marty goes back in time and the entire plot of back to the future which has its own collection of fans mm-hmm. those DeLoreans are are pretty darn popular yeah i bet um
1: they, they weren't when they were built
0: no they weren't when they were built but they are now um you can actually still get a new delorean from, oh really yes you can complete actually st- with gold wings we complete with the gold wings wow because the company that went out of business still had stock um and so you could still go out and buy a brand new delorean with a modern engine and modern interiors wow uh, but the same old aluminum shell body and everything still doable Interesting. Yes, um, but again, I like uh, my Prius. I like my Prius too. Yeah. Um, but again, the Back to the Future idea is that if you go back in time and change anything, it it alters the it alters the future, and so as an example, if you uh, the big plot point of uh, Back to the Future Two is that they bring a, the the sports almanac from the future back to the past and allows Biff to. Uh, Basically make any bet he wants because he knows he's going to win it. Yeah. Um, and in the process of doing that, he becomes this Trump-esque sort of billionaire. Um, and it's basically ruined the timeline of the present and specifically the future as well. Yeah. Um, and so as a result... Our, our favorite
1: first responder is leaving right now. No, don't what? leave us.
0: I was told we we're hoping to get a donor
1: tonight. Ooh. Oh, cool.
0: Nice. Right,
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, am aware of this because I was in a donor situation recently. Well, good okay. Luck. That'd be good luck.
0: Um, and so the notion is, if you go back in time and change it, it changes the future at that point. This also also occurs fairly frequently in Star Trek as well, with the notion that if you go to the future for whatever reason, uh, or you go back to the past for whatever reason, it changes the events that could happen there
1: well and okay so so and let me toss another couple of movies to you and and um i'm I'm mentally referring back to the physicist i I had listened to this um series of lectures mm-hmm. by a female physicist who um loves sci fi yes, and she does this wonderful reconciliation of what you see in in various sci fi um mm-hmm. movies television shows and um and actual science. And she talks about the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of my favorite examples of where things do get changed. Peggy Sue got married. Okay. Okay. Um, Kathleen Turner goes back and becomes her, her senior high school self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, And she knows everything she knows. So she shares it with the smartest guy in school, who later on becomes a millionaire... Because she talked, she explained to him what pantyhose were, because in the fifties pantyhose didn't exist, Okay. or the sixties, um, pantyhose didn't exist. So he, she explains to him computers, pantyhose, a bunch of other things, and he becomes a, a millionaire. Um, and so she does change the course of history. Um, the other one in which it happens, um, where they they um, specifically go go back in time purposefully to change the course of, of events, is in Harry Potter. Yes. Um, I can't remember. It's the fourth book.
0: It's the third book. The third book. The Prisoner book. of Azkaban.
1: Yes. And and, um, and they save the hippogriff.
0: So the there's a prevailing understanding in stories that revolve around this first version of time travel that even if somebody does go back in time and changes an element of it, We don't technically notice it at all because that was always what was meant to happen. So the Harry Potter example, um, when they're going through it the first time, these events are kind of happening that they're not aware are even happening. They
1: get hit in the head with the pebble.
0: They get hit in the head with the pebble or...
1: Hermione turns and, and must realize that she's seen herself.
0: And then the hippogriff gets, you know, saved. Even yeah. though, like nobody, really... well, and
1: Harry can can um, can conjure up the Patronus because he knows that the Patronus appeared.
0: Yeah, um, and so there is a prevailing example, a version where um, the characters end up creating the future for themselves. That was the intention, the intended future, the entire time. In 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 a lot of cases, not intentionally at all. Because again, when Harry cast the patronus at the end of the day he doesn't realize it's him until it's him that does it until the very last second yeah that before it happens yeah, he's so he, saying my father was there yeah. yeah so it's almost as though he doesn't realize it's actually happening until it actually does
1: well uh, i will give you for the show notes the name of that physicist yeah we'll she's just... written articles and things and um and she explains this the space time continuum very well yes and, and she describes what what we all think of as the the butterfly effect.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So the, the butterfly effect is what it's called. Um, the second version is uh, basically this notion that is from the time traveler point of view. Is that if you go back in, ta- in time and change something, that when you return to your future, it won't be the original future that you were in. It'll be this new version of the future. Um, and so changing the past for whatever reason... Alters the future and you along with it. Um, in some cases, depending on what it is, you don't realize anything has changed because you were never a part of that future to begin with. Because you weren't, so you weren't able to recognize it. Um, it's also known as kind of like the parallel universe theory. Um, there's a popo- there's a posit that for every instance that can never happen, there's mult there's infinite number of possibilities that could happen. Right. So even if you broke down a yes or a no that. That, multiplied by a billion some odd times over the course of history, has changed, makes it that there's infinite number of parallel universes running in tandem with our own.
1: It's kind of like the right place, right time theory. Okay. That that, that most of what happens is due to luck, because mm-hmm. you were in the right place at the right time, Okay. or the wrong place.
0: At the wrong time. At the wrong
1: time. And if you had left five minutes sooner, you might not have had that traffic accident. If mm-hmm. you had... Waited five minutes more, it, you know all those all those different things that happened specifically because you were in that place at that
0: time. Yeah, Marvel has Same a version. Sort of- Marvel has a similar thing to this. Um, so
1: I'm going to give you another one too. Oh,
0: Okay. Um, so Marvel's version of this is that Marvel actually has multiple different continuities of series, um, and so did DC for a long time. Although DC has kind of played with either allowing parallel universes, but not uh, Marvel End game. is game um, Endgame game as an example um, is a, is a very common version of this. Um, but as as an, as an example here, like there's the Marvel cinematic universe and then there's like the mainline Marvel universe itself. And so they have various um, what they call universes. So the Marvel universe that takes place is the mainline comic book. One is like earth is like, Marvel 636 or something like that or 616 something of something of that nature I don't remember off the top of my head um why that number nobody knows but sometimes you might come from like Marvel 538 and you might be the same character but had different life experiences thus transplanted so that's their logic behind that. Uh, DC did this as well in which...
1: Which allows them allows them to, to update and change
0: and, and... Or take new spins on it. Um, yeah. As an example, Marvel had a line of comics called their Ultimate Series. Um, and the entire basis of the Ultimate Series was actually kind of based off of Captain America. Where um, mutants were known to exist and Captain America was an intent to make human... To make man-made mutants essentially. It worked the one time, but almost everything that's related to um, any sort of genetic sort of stuff like um, the whole and Spider-Man are actually supposed to be derivatives of that super soldier formula, which was, was an intent to to ape or have man-made, uh, artificially made mutants at the end of the day.
1: Like, like the $6 million man. Yeah.
0: And so the Ultimate Lines is actually kind of more interesting because it takes a little bit different spin on... Um, a number of the different characters in there and either turns, turned them into either a more original proto version of themselves or actually went in various different ways. Like um, Peter Parker actually dies at a certain point in the Marvel Ultimates line and is actually replaced by a half-African, half-Mexican um, new Spider-Man who's actually very, very popular and they've introduced him... He would be popular. And they've actually introduced him into the main mainline uh, universe as well and he's been very popular. Um, but they've also, but, and, um, famously as an example, when DC did it, they killed off Supergirl when they did it. So they had all these multiple universes, um, or parallel earths that they called it. And they merged everything into one singular earth. And in the process, uh, the original Supergirl died as a result, but various Supergirls would have been conjured up in between here as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so... This version of So how this relates to Doctor Who at the end of the day is that um, the Doctor, who's just known as the Doctor, he's not known as Doctor Who, he's just the Doctor. Um he is a he's what they call a time lord. It's or that's what his race of alien is is alien race is. Comes from a planet called Gallifrey, where they basically kind of live in a kind of a, a higher slightly higher plane where they just kind of watch over time to ensure that nothing goes wrong with it at all. that certain events are meant to happen and that there are rogue time lords or rogue individuals with time travel or the ability to travel in time that uh, occasionally disrupt time or they um, alter it in certain ways. There's um, a v- interesting kind of bad guy known as a weeping angel which takes the form of stone gargoyles or stone, stone angel statues that you might see in like a cemetery. And as long as you're looking at them, they won't move. But the second you look away, they'll move and come closer to you. Their intention being is that when they grab you or when they touch you, they teleport you back in time to the point of your birth. And through this process, there's some sort of energy that happens for your potential, or your potential energy that they that they feed off of. So you get to lead a nice, normal life, but instead of being born in, so as an example, instead of being born in 19, instead of um, continuing to live through the 2000s, you get to back to like the 1980s. Um, and so there's a number of these weird alien sort of creatures that the Time Lords are supposed to keep an eye out for and uh, stop whenever possible. Um, the doctor, as, a, as an example, though, was a part of, uh, was a Time Lord, but decided he didn't really want to do that, but he actually wanted to see the actual events instead of just stopping the, the occurrences of them. So he actually stole a TARDIS and was able to take it and just started traveling around the universe. So I've thrown a bunch of weird terms at you already. Yeah. Um... So let me... let me. So so,
1: is, so let me... I'm very simplistic. Okay. The TARDIS is a British phone booth.
0: Not intentionally. So so let me explain the TARDIS real quickly. The TARDIS is the spaceship in which the doctor travels in. What's interesting about the TARDIS is that its design as a police phone box was back from in the 1960s in which they would have been all over the place. The time... Uh, the police right. box being, being the phone booth so that the police officers could radio could call and and report stuff essentially right um it's been since understood that the TARDIS itself has what they call a chameleon chip built into it which is designed to change the appearance of it wherever it goes
1: so it could blend into its environment so it could blend
0: to your environment so like if you went back to um if you went back to the wild west it might appear as like an outhouse
1: (laughs) that makes sense
0: or if you we went back to ancient Rome, it might just appear as a pillar or something. So
1: if you were gonna gonna uh, come back today, it might be a porta potty.
0: It could be a porta potty. It could you know if, you, if this was still like the 80s and 90s, it might have actually been an actual phone booth, maybe. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about the TARDIS on it in and of itself is that while it's a time traveling machine, the inside is actually much much larger. It's actually more of the size of a. Um, somewhat infinite house where it has this main sort of um, pilot's room which is usually this circular sort of room with a center with a round center console so in it. So he can
1: live in it while he's there like an RV?
0: Pretty much because it's got infinite number of rooms because it just keeps going on. It's got closets for days because the doctor is cha- known to um, have a wardrobe concern as well as his fellow companions that travel with him. Um, it's also got kitchens, bedrooms, showers, it's got a theater in it at some point, uh, a library full of other objects and materials that the doctor is. Like kept. It's
1: like a really cool RV. It's a tiny house.
0: Uh, well, no, it's, it's, it goes on infinitely. It's quite large, okay. It's probably like a tiny mansion, probably. There we go. Um, and the TARDIS itself is actually, depicted. depending on its depiction, is actually somewhat alive um and so much the fact that it recognizes who the doctor is it doesn't like to work for anybody but the doctor typically um and sometimes it won't work when it recognizes that something either needs to be learned or done in this particular era Um, on some occasions when the doctor has lost um his precious tool the sonic screwdriver it's actually replacing and giving him a brand new one um now to speak real quickly about the sonic screwdriver um, imagine if you had, a, a very, very elaborate robotic looking pen that just did everything for you.
1: So was, was silverware, was a pen, was, uh, uh, keys, was everything.
0: It can unlock any lock you've ever wanted. It could hack any computer you've ever even looked oh, cool. at. Um, it could double as a flashlight. It could double as a laser. It could double as, um, as a homing beacon, a medical scanner. Uh, it's when the show was originally going around and the when the show was, was in its first run uh, what we've what they dubbed the classic era from 1963 until uh, 1989 it showed up occasionally and the writers tried to use it sparingly because they worried that it would get the doctor out of any situation that, that they want well we'll jump to the revi- jump to the more current versions and they use it all the time for everything Very it cool. is Very its Although so, it, so
1: rather than being sort of a rescue device now, it's just a, a prop.
0: It's a prop that does just about anything you might need. It can okay. fix timeways. It can seal doors. It can unlock things. You do have to have it on your hand, and you actually have to be pointing it or, or pushing it in a particular direction. And depending on the doctor, the doctor always appears to have an issue using it. He's never quite adept at properly using it.
1: Well, does it intuit what you need?
0: He has Again, that's why you just have to fiddle with it a little bit sometimes. Okay. So sometimes he has to put it right so up against... So it's an ongoing game. Yeah. So sometimes he has to put it up against the lock and he has to kind of like push it a couple times, take it back. It's like, oh, this... this, 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 this and then put it again. And it's, oh, okay, there we go. Okay. And it'll work. It's not perfect, but it's a, it's a it's good enough tool as possible. Um, another thing the doctor that you might know about the doctor is that the doctor has um, rather elaborate wardrobes. And too much as, suffice it to say is that, um, do you remember Scooby-Doo? Yes. Okay. Remember how Fred, Velma, uh, Daphne, and all of them just wore the same exact thing the entire Every time? Day. Every day.
1: Except if you look at, at uh, Shaggy's belt buckles, they are different they, underneath they, his shirt.
0: Okay.
1: He's got several different ones.
0: So and outside of like a special occurrence where like it's a Halloween <laughs> episode or or something like that, they don't yeah. change clothing at all.
1: Daphne's wearing a purple dress.
0: Daphne's always wearing a purple, purple dress. But Velma's always got w- a turtleneck. Uh, Fred's always got that ascot. Yeah. White,
1: shirt, white sweater, v-neck.
0: Shaggy's always got that green t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. So the doctor's very much the same way. So he we practically wears the same thing all the time. Little minor changes, like maybe the bow tie is blue instead of red this day. But very, very minor changes throughout throughout the wardrobe. Um, as an example, there is a scarf that was both, that was, depending on who you ask and what version it is, the, I want to say the fourth doctor and the seventh doctor wore these very long scarves that are very popular.
1: Yes, and this is what knitters make. There are patterns for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the original reason that these, these uh, scarves are, Unnecessarily long, long uh-huh. is because the woman that was told, "Oh, you need to make a scarf with these balls of yarn," and she didn't realize that she didn't have to use all the balls of yarn. Okay. And so when when they got back to her, because they, they told her, "Well, you got like two days to make this scarf." Yeah, which
1: and is which is actually I knit a, a pretty quick time to do that in.
0: Yeah, and so um, when she got done, she turned it in, and it was this giant like 12 foot long scarf and to the testament the actor who was playing the the doctor at the time was like yes
1: yeah
0: um some of that that, explains
1: why it's a thing because i've never understood it's not particularly intricate
0: no it's just various multi-striped colors yeah it's and it's not particularly unique looking on any particular level beyond just its length
1: people make it but but, i mean they 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 make it in the exact colors and and Mm -hmm.
0: stripes yeah it's a thing. We, we nerds love to be accurate as possible to our shows. Yeah. Um, uh, other doctors have worn different stuff throughout the years. Um, the third doctor wore a very kind of uh, elaborate, sort of almost French sort of looking outfit from like the Renaissance a little bit. Um, typically, the doctor wears a suit. Typically, either like slacks, dress shirts, maybe but, a vest. But best. is it
1: a suit appropriate to the time he's in?
0: Not necessarily. So that's the other key thing here is that the suit that the doctor's clothing, whatever he's wearing looks period appropriate for wherever he is. Okay. So if he's in the wild west, he looks like he's in full, he looks like he's from the wild west. Okay. Even though he could be wearing jeans, a a t-shirt and a leather jacket. But that, but whatever he's wearing always looks, always looks, 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 looks for the audience it looks the exact same. For the people in that particular time period, it looks authentic to the time period. Okay. If that makes sense. So yep. the aud- the audience would continue to see the doctor in a bow tie, slacks, and Jackie, even though he should be in twelfth century France.
1: So so he appears he appears the way that the person viewing him expects to see him. Yes. Okay.
0: Got it. Um So different characters of different doctors have had different signature sort of elements. So as an example, um, in more recent incarnations, because those are the ones I know best. The ninth doctor always wore this long leather jacket. Uh, the 10th doctor always wore, uh, sneakers or trainer shoes. Um, but also had this very kind of long billowing, um, trench coat that he always wore with lots of pockets on it. Uh, this is David Tennant, who is probably very well known for other stuff. Yeah. Um, we get to, uh, the 11th doctor, which was Matt Smith. Um, Who's actually been in a lot more stuff since leaving the role. Um, he was um he's been all sorts of different roles since this. Um he wore bow ties almost exclusively. Um, which was which for a while made the bow tie very popular in 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 Great Britain.
1: It got popular here for a while too. Yeah. Well yeah.
0: we would you say that's around uh the early two thousand tens? Oh yeah. That was because. Yeah. Okay. So it was British. Um, the last, uh, the last doctor, and I can never remember his name um, because it just it, it skips my brain. Um, so it was interesting is that Matt Smith, when he became the, the doctor, was the youngest doctor at twenty-seven years old. This latest doctor was also the oldest at fifty-five. Oh. And so.
1: because I mean, that's quite a swing.
0: Yeah. Um, he often always wore kind of a bolo, but always kind of looked like a like a stage magician. Interesting. And and also to talk about the Doctor, actually to talk about a very unique element of the Doctor, which is known as the regeneration. So I've mentioned how other Doctors kind of look, and I've mentioned other Doctors. It's actually all the same Doctor, though.
1: It's all the same Doctor. He regenerates it in different forms.
0: So so the Time Lords, um, when you get to a certain point in your life can gain the ability for regenerations so you can live forever essentially Um, but you're kind of kicked at 12 lives initially um, which was the intention so that people didn't you know live forever because they were worried about that Um, and so what essentially happens is that when a doctor either gets too old or expends whatever life force they have in them they go through a process known as regeneration, where they kind of regenerate to the kind of regenerate to almost a new person. The doctor still holds all the same original um, knowledge and everything, but their personality. So he knows is, his own history, even he kno- though he's a different. He knows his own history appearance. as well as all the history of it, uh, that always happens because he's always kind of characterized as a very well-traveled, knowledgeable, mercurial individual all the time. Okay, um, but his personality and appearance might change at that point, uh, and often do. So, as an example, like um, David Tennant was always kind of a little worried about his own death when he was playing the Doctor, um, because he because he was getting because this would have been the tenth time he would have regenerated, so he was worried about that. Um, versus um, other characters like the Eleventh Doctor, actually, with a purpose, intentionally about almost dying to save a race of people, regardless of the fact he knew he wouldn't regenerate anymore after that. Um, That part's been since recon and the original intent of the, uh, so we go back way, way back to 1965. uh, The first actor to be the doctor um, was also much older. He was actually also 54, 55 when he started doing it as well. Um, And it got to a point where he just got too sick to be able to continue in the role. Okay. And they gave it to somebody else. And originally they didn't explain that it was a regeneration at all until later se- later seasons. But that was basically the notion is like, oh, well, he, this race of people can do that. They can regenerate themselves.
1: Well, it makes sense if you can travel in time, you can probably make yourself travel in, into a different...
0: And, and again, I mean, like, this character itself is probably thousands of years old by this point or hundreds of years old depending on lifespans
1: like the ancient one
0: yeah um but they just don't but again like they transform into what appears to be a new person is this, this is just their way of just replacing the actor when the actor decides that they either don't want to continue with the role or that they are um or they or it's time to pass it on to a new person yeah um and typically the role has always been played by british white male british actors um a recurring thing whenever the transformation uh the regeneration process happens is that they always kind of check the color of their hair they're never a ginger or a redhead either brown or blonde black but never a ginger they're always kind of curious about that like that they always is... they always wanted to be one um and again it would have been predominantly male until the 13th doctor which is what we're on right now was actually a woman
1: i was gonna ask
0: okay um, and so Jody Whittaker, I believe is her name, uh, is the current incarnation of the Doctor. Um, they've actually considered actually having a female Doctor as early as the 11th Doctor beforehand, but um, didn't pull the trigger until this last year in 2019. Or 2018, excuse
1: me. How, do, you know, you don't, you don't religiously watch. I wonder how it's changed um, the... the, to- the uh, I was, I was going to say topics that go after, but the storylines.
0: So there's been a bit of a concern with some of the storylines. It's
1: a little different seeing a woman fight.
0: Well, so here's the kind of an interesting thing. I mean, like they don't fight in the traditional sense of like punching or kicking at all. Like they usually fight with their wit or with things around them.
1: Okay.
0: Um, They're more uh, kind of more, uh, kind of maybe more on the line of like Scooby-Doo almost where like, it's not about fighting with your fist or your hands at all, but it's about fighting with your wits and your knowledge and things that are around you. Um, the doctor, of course, himself actually abhors violence. He doesn't like it at all. Um, and he actually is very, very, um, uh, he actually goes to people who do do the violence and is actually very quite curt with them actually when, when they have to do it. Um, he recognizes that it has to happen in some cases, like the, he's been, the doctor has been known to actually take up a sword or actually fight when he, when pushed to it, but would prefer not to, if he can Okay. Um, And so that's also kind of the point of the sonic screwdriver. It kind of allows him to not have to fight as well. um, Because he's very much a pacifist in that nature. um, And doesn't like to fight unless absolutely having to.
1: Man after my own soul.
0: Yes. um, Very good man. Um, But one of the things we haven't talked about are the companions. And so what happens throughout the series through Doctor Who is it's actually almost entirely not supposed to be about the doctor at all it's actually supposed to be about these companion characters that are traveling with the doctor and these are usually of the time frame in which the show was shot at so in the original doctor who it would have been somebody from the 1960s who was traveling with the doctor of the 1960s versus the more modern version like so as an example okay. like it's somebody who would be from 2018 when the show was being sh- shown in 2018 somebody from the present usually yeah okay and the intention of the companions are to be the audience surrogate to allow us to see everything for new when it's when it's happening around us the similar so they get to ask our questions yes it's what harry potter is in the first few books because harry Potter's not from a magical world so every time he sees something new and he questions it. We are seeing it new at the same time. Versus that, and, if Harry and, po-
1: and we benefit from the explanation given to him,
0: precisely. And it, and it. and the case in the case of that Harry Potter was of the magical world and all this stuff was happening, we would be lost midway through because we wouldn't because this is not yeah. this is you know like something that might just be offhand to them is not new, is new to us. Flying cars. Yeah. yeah, like precisely. So the so the companions who travel with the doctors typically have typically always been female because you want to have that male to female ratio on there. Yeah. Um, and it could be any sometimes, it's usually often just one, but it can be as many as three or four different companions that are traveling with the doctor at the same time. Um, and they're meant to be our windows into the things that are happening around them.
1: And they, and they live in the...
0: They live in the TARDIS with the doctor. Um, so
1: so the doctor doesn't really have a home. The TARDIS is his home.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, and just, just
1: trying to understand. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then, and much like clothing, where you were mentioning before, where like a character might go to fourteenth century France, the companions look out of place. So if the companions wearing like jeans and like a simple like pullover sweater, people will look at it and call them out on that and be like, "What are you wearing?" But they see Doctor Who is... Is wearing that for whatever reason.
1: Because he's an alien, the companion's an earthling.
0: Yes, so for whatever reason. That's also a lot of the time where a lot of the companion characters are actually forced to do a lot of costume changes throughout some of the episodes. So again, if you're going back to 14 seconds... But there's a
1: large wardrobe.
0: Yes, that's a huge closet.
1: A lot of it's learning how to put those suckers on. I would imagine. There's a whole protocol to that.
0: Well... Also, sci-fi clothing as well. I mean, because we don't know how that even works, but they have—they have no to wear... zippers. Well, maybe zippers. I mean, depending. I mean, Star Trek certainly didn't believe in pockets. Yeah, don't, don't,
1: don't do that to me.
0: Well, I mean, they don't have wallets or keys. What, what are you going to put in your pockets?
1: My hands.
0: Nope. What would you want to put your hand in your pocket? The ship's nice and nice and naturally uh, mellow temperature. Because I not like gonna... to
1: walk around with my hands in my pocket. Well, that's
0: okay. I know, I know.
1: Um, no, no, I get used to bike shorts. I don't have pockets either.
0: So. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. the companions are usually not love interests. There have been a few that have been in the past. They're very infrequent. Um, we've had a married couple that have been companions as well. And the companions are basically just run the gamut from all sorts of different characters in a lot of cases. Sometimes they're. Well, uh,
1: will one doctor have more than one companion?
0: Yes. So sometimes a single Doctor will have probably three or four different companions that follow with them throughout the seasons. Most companions tend to last either one to two seasons, sometimes three at worst. Um, Rose is an example, which was one with the, first doc- with the ninth Doctor, who was only around for a single year, and then the tenth Doctor happened. She sticked around for about two and a half seasons, if memory serves me correctly. <coughs> uh, but some... Are only there for a couple episodes before they jump off the ship and move on. So it's not consistent at all. But there's always a companion. Um, sometimes the companions leave of their own accord. Sometimes companions depart in a time period that's not of their own because they fell in love with the 14th century France or yeah. Um, you can see where that would happen. Or in the future, it's this is ju- or the future. This is just where they're supposed to be at. Um, some companions do die along the way. Okay. Um, others do get maimed and are injured. Um, all companions always remember what, who they are, what, what's happened to them typically. They don't get mind wiped at all. Okay. Um, and so throughout the course of the series, just, oddly enough, what's interesting about the series is that the Doctor's well-known. Even though he probably shouldn't be. So as an, again, you would think as a time traveler, you wouldn't want to be a well-known figure at all.
1: Yeah. You want to blend in.
0: Yes, but the doctor is well known for having existed around. And so usually sometimes one yeah. or two different things happens. Either like the coming of the end is when the doctor arrives. So his name is kind of like a taboo sort of thing to to Brent to mention. Uh-huh. And in other cases, it might be, oh, the doctor, oh, thank goodness, the doctor is here. It's like, you knew I was coming? It's like, yes, we were well aware of the doctor. We know he would show up when it was necessary. And that does happen from time to time because again I mean like the doctor has actually had relationships with Queen Elizabeth um,
1: oh would love oh, would love that one that's a
0: good that's a good that's a good couple episodes from what I understand but generally again all of them the Doctor Who series tends to focus on when it does focus on previous events it always tends to focus on the events themselves so like when Queen Elizabeth was around. The Napoleonic Wars. He's met Hitler and lots of other characters. Is he
1: going to the future?
0: Yes, frequently. Okay. Um, so what's,
1: tar- what's his future like?
0: Well, again, he doesn't have a future because he's always just existent so long as right then and there is happening. He rarely, very, very, very rarely do time- do time does, does, does the doctor ever meet back up with himself at all. It's only <laughs> ever literally happened once in a movie. And and after that, it almost rarely ever happens.
1: So he stays out of his own way.
0: He yeah. stays out of his own way, and he's, in a lot of cases, he doesn't often need to go back to, you know, to go to go back to certain events because he's already been there already, and he doesn't. That,
1: that is one of the, one of the the cardinal secrets of, of um, time travel. Is you yeah, you the, you just, time, you the time continues mm-hmm. is that you don't see yourself.
0: Yes, because knowing of your own future can drastically change what you do in the future. Right. Thus. Wiping you out of existence to begin with, yeah, but causing a schism in logic and logic, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: you can see your 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 past you, but but your past you can't see your future you.
0: No, or or at least not know that it is. Yeah, because um, that does cause a um, an issue with time travel. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so a lot of cases where the doctor. Is well known, especially by some. Like, if, as an example, like the common thing is that the is that like MI6 and super secret intelligent organizations and extraterrestrial organizations are well aware of who the Doctor is. It's it's been documented.
1: That's interesting. So, so if if you were if you were uh, J or or uh, Men in Black,
0: yeah, if you were Men in Black, you were J or K. You would be aware of the Doctor. Okay. Um, in some cases, like the president or the prime minister might be well aware of who the doctor is because it's one of those things you get briefed on on like day two of, you know, like welcome Mr. President. Here's the stuff nobody's ever told you that you're not allowed to mention to anybody else. Here's who
1: really uh, shot Jenna, John F. Kennedy.
0: Here's the button on the desk yeah. that does, here's the button on the desk that gets you a Diet Coke. The one on the left is launching nuclear, nuclear stuff. Yeah. Don't get it mixed up. Yeah. Oh, and there's this weird guy that occasionally comes around known as the doctor, doctor who, no, no, just just the doctor. Just the doctor. Um, and again, that is very much a recurring joke, much the same way the TARDIS. When people walk into the TARDIS, are always like, "It's bigger on the inside, but smaller on the outside." That's a recurring phrase that happens a lot. The doctor is actually well known for kind of like mouthing it when it when it's, it's like, "Yeah, yeah who who would have who would have <laughs> so, figured so, out that?" So
1: so, so he has a, a he throws a bit of shade.
0: Oh yeah, no no. He, so he's um the doctor. He or she, and I've you know, been, been avoiding mentioning gender if, if I can, because yeah. the, because there is. The Doctor is usually kind of portrayed as this whimsical, curious individual that likes going throughout history and seeing the events happen. He's well aware of all the major players in history, but maybe not the little people in history, like who was like the third servant from the left for Queen Elizabeth or something. You right. won't know who that person is. Right. But he'll definitely know, like, Queen Elizabeth, Napoleon. Her courtiers. Yeah, yeah. the the major players. Yeah. Like, he's he's met Vincent Van Gogh and, you know, shown him stuff. Oh, very uh, cool. There's actually, I have an episode with that for you. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, and so, like, the Doctor's always kind of presented as this character that's very mercurial and disarming when you first see him. He's very wise, very knowledgeable about things that are kind of happening Almost all these little more jovial about it than anything else is like yep that's the castle of london that's the castle of london that's it right there yeah cool isn't it walking right along because again he's aware of it and he's seen and he's sometimes even yeah. been there before but the companion's just like that's francis ford coppola yeah that's francis ford coppola right there wow yeah no he's a cool guy come on um but on. but what's interesting about it is the character's always always been played and especially as of late of having this kind of like dark side to him where his rage can get the better of him
1: okay now you mentioned earlier he was mercurial is that what you were referring to yes okay that
0: he that he appears that he appears one way but is actually kind of very have, feel feels like it feels like he's guilty of something at the end of the day and it, as a long story short he thinks that he's the guy that caused the destruction of his home world. His home world does get blown up and destroyed. And he's the last known Time Lord that he's aware of.
1: But there might be other Time Lords out there in the universe that he just hasn't run into.
0: Possibly, but again, as far as he knows, and he's been traveling throughout time to try to find another Time Lord. Okay. He's the the last of his his kind to begin with. So he feels very guilty about that, and so he kind of holds...
1: So he has survivor's guilt.
0: Yeah, he has survivor guilt to a certain extent. Although he plays it off as not having that. And different actors have played this up in different ways. David Tennant did a great job of kind of hiding this level of um, concern about the future and kind of the stuff that happens. He was very cautious when he does stuff sometimes.
1: Now, can he go back to his world and, and, and go back to a time before it was blown
0: up? No, because the way the Time Lords work is they're not on our same plane of existence, as it were. They kind of exist in a slightly higher plane of existence. Uh, where the laws of time don't work the same way, where their time time is consistent, It's always moving from one, two, three, four, five, and six, always does, and regardless of whether you travel back to like negative ten or two thousand twenty or back and forth, their timeline is consistent and always and keeps moving forward. So it never, so if it's gone, it's gone. It's not. You can't go back. So it's not destructive. You right? can't time travel back at all. In in into into. A point in which it exists.
1: So, okay. So I, I think the movie was Inception. There was a movie out not too long ago with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. In which she's a linguist who can speak to these aliens. It's
0: so not Inception, um, but there's a... Yeah, I know which one... It, I want to say it's called Contact or something Might like that. Like Contact, name. okay. Something of that and,
1: nature. And, and the gift they give her, the gift they want to give the world... Mm-hmm. ...is the ability to see time differently. Yes. And she receives the gift... And time is no longer linear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like that. Where time for a for, for a time lord with the, so long as they have the TARDIS with them. If they don't have a TARDIS, they can't go anywhere. And that uh-huh. that does happen where he somehow doesn't have access to the TARDIS for periods of time. Wow. Or okay. some or in some cases, like he gets transported off the place that originally had the TARDIS, and he has to get back to the TARDIS.
1: Okay. Which
0: does which has happened before. Um, but so much as that, like, he can travel in and around regular time, Gallifrey in his original homeworld exists on a separate plane that doesn't allow you to move back and forth in time around it. Okay. Without certain conditions being met, which he doesn't know of initially. Okay. There's a movie that, where they rebuild the planet and return it in a certain way. Okay. Um. So we've talked about the Doctor and his companions, but we haven't talked about are the bad guys. Okay. And there are too many recurring bad guys. Too many bad guys to mention.
1: I could envision a a a cue in all this.
0: Not quite, actually. I mean, there's not a cue necessarily because the in a lot of cases, like the Doctor is the cue. Oh. Um, Oh.
1: That's an interesting thesis.
0: Yeah, cause, I mean, because again, he knows everything that's going to happen. He can do just about anything, and he can be just about anywhere. But he's not as omnipotent and powerful as a Q. Okay. Definitely omniscient to, to the extent that he knows all the stuff. Def- yeah, but doesn't actually have the the same kind of tangential powers. Okay. But I don't think anybody really wants to replace Q. He's such a great actor.
1: Oh, he's perfectly played.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Um, so some of the characters, some of the recurring villains. Now again, a lot of a lot of uh, Doctor Who revolves around monsters of the week, and they can change every all the time. Um, there's quite a few recurring bad guys that do happen, but sometimes they may not. But again, sometimes they're from a lot of these are from back from the nineteens the first run of the show, uh-huh. and either come up sporadically later on, or some are more frequent follow ups. they frequently happening. Um, the one that probably comes up the most are known as Daleks. D a l e k Dalek. Okay. They're space Nazis. <laughs> which which is what they were designed as. Um, okay. They're technically these octopus like creatures that live in these armored shell carriers that kind of look like salt and pepper shakers with plungers sticking out of them. Um, you'll 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 know it when you see it. They're, okay um they were a very popular design and um and they're frequent bad guys of doctor who they're actually the ones that destroyed the planet of the Gallifrey when they learned when they discovered it, the ability to do time travel and were able to actually get to the time lords because the doctor has been fighting them on and off for eons at this point yeah um whether as a we are in some cases where he's Destroyed their particular race, and a few exist still. Or in some cases, there's pockets of them that still fully exist, and they've 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 had variations on them since. But they've always kind of been portrayed as space Nazis because whenever you see them, they have a very distinct sort of exterminate exterminate sort of way they speak. Much so, the they're same. mechanical. Very well. Again, their bodies are all mechanical, but the insiders, these octopus-like creatures, right? Yeah. Um, the second ones are uh, known as the Cybermen. Now, Cybermen are uh, cyborgs. Um, not, I guess, not unlike the Borg, if you remember Star Trek at all. Seven nine. Seven oh nine, nine? yeah. Borgs are basically um, robotic humans that literally take over other species and it, take their technology and adapt it into their own. They will avoid... They will avoid species that don't offer any, that don't have any sort of
1: nothing to donate.
0: They either have nothing to donate, or they're not a risk or concern at all. So, like, like if the Borg were to pass by us here, they'd see it. They they wouldn't see us as a threat at all. They because we're not advanced enough. And they wouldn't see our technology as of needing interest yeah. to their uh, collective at all. Cybermen uh, are just exclusively humanoid usually, and what they do is they transform other. They take whole humans and basically add metal parts to them until they become full uh robots at that point or cy- cyborgs um that's all entirely metal casing and everything just kind of like from the 1950s and 60s kind of look um like mr roboto if that makes if that's a phrase yeah that makes I, sense. I
1: do know who that is yeah um
0: and they're very cold calculated um and much like um the daleks they basically just want to turn all humans into a fellow cybermen Uh, It's not really a way to avoid that at all. Um, I mentioned the Weeping Angels because they're kind of a more recent one from, especially from the um, more recent series. I think I have an episode when they're introduced Mm -hmm. because that's an interesting episode in and of itself. Um, And then I've also, and then the other one, which is probably the most prominent one is known as the Master. So this would be the arch rival of the Doctor. He's a fellow Time Lord with his own TARDIS.
1: So there is another Time Lord out there.
0: Yes, although depending on what what's happened and in the continuity, the Doctor's even either defeated him and gotten rid of him, or has stranded him on a planet without a TARDIS. Um, in some, depending on the situation.
1: Okay, he's humbled him somehow.
0: Yes, um, and actually, the Master's the first version where we get the notion that you could, that the Doctor could regenerate into a woman because one of his forms was a woman. Interesting. So um he comes up sporadically throughout the series uh, um actually i don't remember seeing him for the first like two or three seasons <clears throat> so he's sporadic as well
1: and when you say two or three seasons yeah, you're talking about 2003 and on
0: so from 2005 oh, five, um five, sorry. so the original series they called them seasons um but by the time we get to 2005 and after that, they call them series. I don't know why, but I guess series just sounds better in British. Okay. Um, and so um, different series have portrayed different characters up or lower. And so sometimes it always depends on the Doctor, what's happening and what's gone on. In those and,
1: and who the Doctor
0: is. And who the Doctor is sometimes too, yeah. I mean, like when he was um, uh, the previous version here, he was much older and a lot more... Uh, um, angrier it would seem. I think it was the better way to describe him.
1: Oh, how is he as a female?
0: I haven't actually watched any of those episodes yet. Okay. Uh, I'm told it, again, it's a kind of an interesting turning point for the series um, to have a woman as leads as the lead because there's always going to be somebody out there that doesn't like a woman taking over a male uh, a male's role for whatever reason, um, and they're always going to be far more critical of the character. Of the person portraying it, than other people would. Yeah, um, I haven't. Uh, again, I'm. I'm not a. F- I'm. I'm not an avid fan of of Doctor Who. I. If you were to put an episode in front of me, like, oh, I know which Doctor this is, or, oh, yeah, I kind of know what's going on here. Like, if you were to ask me, my range is probably like a, th- a two, three, and maybe a four on some in some levels of Doctor Who knowledge. So, I'm. This is not usually in my. You're idea. not a ten. No, I'm not a 10 or I'm not even in a 7, 8 or 9 cuz I think sometimes 9s and 10s are unhealthy.
1: <laughs> I get that.
0: Um, I try to always be in around a 5, 6 and maybe a 7. Yeah. At worst I'll go I'll try to get up to an 8 level. Um, but in this case doctor who's not actually something that's usually in my wheelhouse at all. Always been aware of it and always been a fan of elements of it, but it's just not one of those things where uh, because it's not your
1: must must see tv
0: usually not it it very well could be because the episodes lay themselves out in 45 minute sort of chunks with a commercial break in there usually um they range in sci-fi elements and so i think that's part of my thing is that like i want a consistent sci-fi yeah as where these can travel one week you might be in the wild west the next week you'll be in the far-flung future dealing with some sort of alien threat the next week you might be back in the present then you might go back to the future and then back so it jumps to, around quite a bit yeah and so it's great for sh- for the writers because they get to play with all sorts of different themes and ideas constantly um i think actually of the episodes i gave for you this this week to watch one of them is called which deals with rosa parks oh perfect so i saw that and i was like oh that that's says, a hero yeah yeah and that's a great episode and that's apparently one of the top 10 episodes right now so it was like okay. yes we'll definitely watch that yeah um most of the episodes i have right now are what various web sources say are the good episodes okay um and i have tried to grab a little bit of every current doctor there's some of the episodes that they say are like within the top 20 or old are very much older sh- uh seasons of the doctor but everything is the more recent revival, two thousand five and plus. Okay, um, and so I tried to grab a little bit of everything of all the doctors, so you can get kind of a different impression of the different doctors.
1: I am curious to see how it transitions to being a woman.
0: I am kind of too. I mean, I am again. What's kind of nice about the doctors you kind of always know that the doctors are always portrayed as kind of the same person, just with different personality ticks or different sort of different barometers turned either turned up or turned down yeah. in some cases. Um, but i'm interested to kind of see what this female doctor is kind of all about as well because i think it's kind of an interesting turning point yeah um i also imagine that it actually depending on the way it's portrayed will actually not seem weird at all um that the change in gender will be a one episode thing and then never come up ever again
1: yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting way to keep it going because i mean you have characters that that change all the time you have mm-hmm. how many bonds now we're up to six or
0: seven and there's not really a logic behind nobody's ever had a logical explanation of what bond is i've i've always thought of i've always thought of bond as being a title that you receive
1: yeah well i mean so so and you've had that many is as as, as mm-hmm. well um and without explanation this one has an explanation that helps it flow
0: oh yeah and it's actually in some cases a very integral part of it i mean uh, usually when the doctor leaves to become and becomes a new doctor those are very usually either like movie episodes or two or three part episodes in some cases um as big he gets send up departing, yeah departing and they always storyline. have like and they usually often have like great goodbye speeches in all of cases it's never just kind of a so it's one. not
1: like Charlie Sheen leaving uh two and a half men
0: no no usually a bit of fanfare that goes along with it yeah um, and usually a break too so like the doctor will appear and then like they'll take a year off to film the new episodes and then the next year they'll come back with the actual doctor so in some cases you might see the doctor and you might have to wait 14 15 months they actually see the doctor in action
1: interesting
0: yeah huh um so i have <clears throat> a collection of episodes for you this week um i have seven seven of them on yoda on a yoda thumb drive which was one of the many Christmas presents I've received over the years.
1: They fit in stockings.
0: They're excellent thumb drives. Again, it's 16 gigs.
1: You have you you have you have a thumb drive that's actually a thumb.
0: I do. Yeah. It's only five. It's only like five gigs though. But it's it,
1: it's what what they had at the time.
0: Yeah, but it's still yeah. a cool thing. I mean, like not yeah. no ever going to second guess. Like, oh, this is my thumb drive. See, uh, I see what you did there. Because it's yeah. an actual thumb. It's an actual thumb. <clears throat> be kind of interesting. If it was well, somebody we knew's that we know's if it's their thumb. Yeah. Really so. Well. Um, but i got a couple different episodes um, on here. Again, I've got all of the the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and, th- and the most recent 13th Doctor on here. So you can see a couple variations on it. Um, and most of these episodes are supposed to be the better episodes in the series. Um, again, I've got one with Rosa Park in there. Um, Blink is the one, I think, which first introduces the Weeping Angels. Uh, Rose is the very first one, which is the re- when they revive, so you can see kind of how the companions get kind of recruited at the end of the day, which is often like, oh, hey, I'm a weird person. Whoa, this weird person. What's going on with this weird person? They follow them along, and it's like, hey, you want to follow me along? It's like, uh, sure. Great, let's go find weird stuff. It's usually cool. how a re- companion gets recruited.
1: That, that actually would work for me.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so again, I've got a couple different things on here. We'll post a link online as well. Unfortunately, they were available to be watched on netflix for a period of time um so if you had a netflix subscription they were easy to watch they're not on there anymore unfortunately um, but you can watch them off of like google play as an example by just buying the episodes to watch as like a one-time sort of thing in there i don't think they're more than maybe like two or three bucks every time you want to go watch I was gonna say,
1: youtube has has an amazing library also and, and that's we're, the
0: google play element yeah. oh is that okay yeah so you, you can watch them off of youtube Um, Amazon, I think might have the subscription element for it. Um, all these channels would really because they, they've got their own unique programming. have really been trying to offer their own subscription service, but I'm really not keen at spending $15 for every service where uh, there's one show I really want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Like I had to go get somebody's CBS account so I can go watch Picard and uh, discovery. Yeah. Um, we, we might have to talk about Picard one day and Star Trek again. Um,
1: I, I'm more than up for that because I have a friend who's very into it and said it was very well done.
0: Oh, well, it's very well done. I, I have... I, I, I just want... I go back to the Enterprise-E with a new cast. Yeah. Or if you are or if you have the old cast, have them pop back up as mentors. I guess yes. Um, as much as I love Patrick Stewart being Jean-Luc again... I had a lot of problems with it because it just wasn't, it just didn't feel like it was Jean-Luc anymore. It felt like it was old. It was old. I was watching old Patrick Stewart run around doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would have much rather had seen more of the Starfleet side than the version I saw with Picard. But that's yeah. a completely different episode yep. for a later date. Okay. Um, so we've got we've got some episodes. We'll put that online so you can follow along with us when we come back next week to review them. Um, and talk about what we saw in them and some interesting stuff inside of them. And you can find those, along with all the show notes I have for that, on our website at the com. You can also follow us and continue the conversation with us at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast, where we post the episodes whenever they come out. Uh, and then if you have other ideas, questions, or future topics that you have, you think would be you'd like us to... Uh, go through We recommend that you Hit me up on Nerd underscore tutorial On Twitter And give me a shout out Plus we also follow All the things we ever Talk about on there So if you ever want to see What's happening with uh, My Little Pony There's My Little Pony all New stuff getting posted on there That whenever something new happens um, They're still making My Little Pony stuff
1: Yeah No it's kind of amazing I, I... Your sister Had My Little Pony
0: Yeah Now my nieces do
1: Yeah She's 34.
0: And my nieces are 6 and 8.
1: Yeah. It's weird. It is. Yeah.
0: It's more weird. again. The the major demographic for My Little Pony is supposed to be little girls. But it's predominantly people like me.
1: Well, okay. So so what do they do? (laughs) This is a whole different topic. What do they do with the surprise bags? Because the girls love surprise ponies.
0: I have no idea.
1: Yeah. It's a thing.
0: Oh, I... Maybe that's a topic you'll have to educate me on one day. Yeah. Yeah. Much the same way I need somebody to educate me on uh, I, Japanese idol groups. That's not me. That's that's not me either, yet. I, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a logic to it, but I just don't get it. Uh, but not I mean, a, not
1: into K-pop either. I'm
0: into J-pop and some K-pop, but I mean, like, it's, 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 at all, it's, an, it's, somebody needs to explain it to me a little bit better.
1: It's a thing in Seoul, Korea, K-pop was everywhere. Oh, it would be. Yeah. It's kind of amazing.
0: So on behalf of uh, myself and my mom, we thank you so much for listening to us. We hope you stay safe out there. See you guys again next time. Bye.